0: Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, Kobe Peterson.
1: How's everybody doing?
0: Kobe, you got to bring the energy. I don't know what that was. And with <laughs> How the- is everybody doing? It is All right. right there. Channel your inner Robin Williams. And let's get it. On the East Coast, oh, hey. we're coming oh, oh. live from uh, DC jessica and james beck
2: that's our sound
3: effect yeah
0: thanks for staying up so late uh on today's show ogden buying you a house for a price that I don't know if mm. I'm going to keep that in there. <laughs> uh, we'll be well, talking some leave good, it in. We'll be talking some good bills, bad bills, uh, giving our pinkies up, thumbs down and talking about some upcoming events. While I've got you here though, please tell your friends to join the forum, share this show with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with uh, a Republican that recently came home from CPAC. <laughs> have them follow the show. You can follow us on Bridget. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all good. We are just trying to grow this community and we're so happy with the progressives in the community right now. Um, so you know, we have a lot of good, good time on the uh, on the forum there. So do us a favor and rate us, like us, and share the show. But first, before you do that, well, actually, no, you do that first, and then we're gonna talk about the haphaps. What's everybody been doing? What are you guys' haphaps, uh? What what are the haphaps today? anybody? Okay. ahead. Wow. Really? No, so nobody, huh? Nobody, huh? Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Jessica uh, James. What have you guys been doing?
2: Yeah, you know, I I returned an Amazon package at Whole Foods and not to be too much of a company shill, but like that was an amazing process. Like the worst part about ordering stuff online is returning it, and if you go to the Whole Foods with your cell phone, they just take it back for you. It's awesome. So, shout out to Amazon.
0: What? Okay. Oh All, right. All right. All right. Let's wait. Let's hold on that shout out until there's a sponsorship, and he's then like, we can make. He's like, yeah, it. big, big props to Amazon. Those guys. I, I don't know what what else is going on in the news, but man, there's their return like, policy is really great. They're they're really, yeah, this makes is so easy. I, I don't know much else about that that company, oh, but
4: yeah. I had a couple of stories in the news. I wasn't really Listen, wasn't news. really paying attention. You yeah. can't <laughs> beat it.
0: Oh my gosh. That's the uh, point,
4: James. I know. Tell that. Tell
0: <laughs> that
1: to, in the pudding, guys. <laughs> tell that to you the know? people at
4: Alabama. Uh, so mine <laughs> was <laughs> just hanging out and actually um, going. I, I uh, have been really trying to get back into working out and getting my... <laughs> <cake>. What? <I'm laughs> oh just kidding. Sorry. I, I added what? the laughter
0: <laughs> and it was... <laughs> That, some I,
4: that is an admirable goal and I'm excited <laughs> to be healthy and uh ready for sp- spring and summer. So that was my that's what we've that's what I've been up to. And it was awesome. No regrets.
0: Yeah. Are you no regrets? Are you um eating right? You because that's you know what they say, abs are made in the kitchen. Mm.
4: Wait, why are you gonna bring that I, up? I don't
0: know, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but like i feel we're like we're
4: gonna do one thing at a time one thing at a time all right shout out so. to kevin
0: lundell he's got a nutrition thing going on jessica you should you should uh hit him up for a nutrition challenge Ooh.
4: a nutrition challenge what yeah that's actually sounds like a great idea because yeah
0: because i need it i need i need, Cause to I need it my <laughs> <life now. laughs> i
4: want to bring it up
0: Thanks I need it. all right um, kobe, kobe what have you been doing
1: Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, What have I been doing? Um, So, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, but uh, on one of Dan and I's other podcasts, Weaver State Weekly, a lot of content this week. You know, we did a bunch of stuff. Weaver State football was back, and so you know, we watched the game. uh, Volleyball, women's volleyball is just absolutely rolling right now, and Mm so you know, I I shouted them out a lot last year on the show, talking about how great they were and I kept saying Big Sky Champs, and fortunately that didn't happen for them. You know, they lost in the championship game in the fifth set, but Yeah, I mean, they're rolling right now, man. I can't wait to see them when tournament time comes. They're just so great. So just been watching a lot of sports and just producing media, man. That's what we do, right?
0: I was going to say, how are you going to like, you left out our whole Friday, no, Saturday afternoon of all Weber State sports. We were at this school from like noon to eight o'clock at night. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. We produced a live show, like three mm-hmm. live shows. Was it three or two? I don't remember. But there was were pretty, two good, pretty fun studio shows. So if you yeah. like,
4: so to, like oh go, sorry. Go ahead, just no, no go, quick, go ahead. Really quick uh plug for the forum because it's it's good topics and good conversation and good people in that forum. I really enjoyed oh, it. I just thought what i a great that.
1: guest. Yeah. you are the I best. Know. Like she plugged the you. forum, like making our jobs so easy is great.
0: Gotta do it. Guys, 10 minutes ago, Governor Spencer J. Cox Uh invited me to like his page. What the hell? (laughs) That was it? I thought this was gonna be something cool. That was stupid. What a dumb notification. Maybe I'm actually, maybe that means that I'm gonna be in with him though, because he saw that I liked a post. Anyway. Uh,
1: Well, it's better than, like, I I think last, like, in the summertime, I was commenting on a lot of Mike Lee's stuff because it was, like, just awful. <laughs> and then Facebook is all like, you're one of Mike Lee's number one fans. I'm like, you're I'm really bad. not. Really not. Yes. The algorithm's is broken. Hey, no. speaking.
0: So I, that's weird that Spencer Cox came up like that because speaking of Spencer Cox, um, that's a good segue right into our first story uh, We're we're actually talking about the new program that's coming to Ogden to make homes uh, more affordable for teachers and government workers. If you saw lately in the news, uh, Spencer Cox was in Ogden doing a press press conference with Mayor Caldwell and several other Republicans. No, 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 no. Government officials, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about their affordable housing uh, project or program. With the new program, uh, eligible workers can receive up to 50% of their down payment from the brokerage firm. Landed. Landed is a San Francisco Bay area based company that helps teachers, public safety workers, and government employees afford housing in expensive places. What? Are you telling me that Ogden is an expensive place to live? No way. Uh, The down payment assistance is not a loan. Instead, the property owner will share a portion of their home's gain or loss with Landed. Uh, The down payment assistance can help Uh, Buyers avoid fees like mortgage insurance that cause housing payments to balloon for many essential workers. All that from the Salt Lake Tribune. Kobe, this sounds like a really great program. (laughs) I'm, I'm surprised Uh... that mayor Mike Caldwell came out and said that there was a problem with affordable housing. Aren't you kudos to him? Right. Is that what we're doing? That's, that's what we should be thinking right now. Right.
1: Well, I mean, so the first step in the 12-step process is to admit (laughs) that you have a problem.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Look at this guy. Yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: That's good. We got him.
0: Ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, we got him. We did it. He he admitted there is not enough affordable housing in Ogden. Change of pace. There you go.
1: Yeah. And so, like you said, Dan, the interesting thing here is that so instead of, you know, trying to figure out a way to... Spur more building, you know, tinker with you know local building codes or something like that to increase the supply. Because in that article, it noted that uh there are only like two thousand homes for sale in the entire state right now. So it's just absolutely bonkers. Like there's just <laughs> no true. inventory whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't get a house. Like you just can't unless you've got crazy amount of money to buy one.
0: Unless you're talking to um, Ashley Wiltheus, who will help you get. Hey, a sponsor of this show. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Ash- no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Ash- Ashley's great, but uh, I think that so. The interesting thing there are a couple of things here, and uh, and then you know Jessica and James, you should chime in here. Uh, so the first thing is the fact that what this program is going to do is they're going to help a specific group of people, which are Ogden City employees, Roy City employees. I guess they're being included in because this is a pilot project. The state is piloting it here in Ogden, and then if it works or they deem that it's you know effective, they will roll it out to the rest of the state. So Ogden City employees, Roy City employees. And Ogden School District employees will all be part of this, and so if they can come up with five percent to put down, and this company landed will you know offer up fifteen thousand or fifteen percent of of that to get you to that twenty percent down payment, which you know if you worked with a mortgage broker before, they'll tell you twenty percent is about where you want to be to kind of get off on the right foot, and so they're going to do that. But what they're going to take in return is they're going to own 25% of your home and they're betting Ugh. and it's a really solid bet that the home will appreciate in value over time which i mean and let's be real guys like the home is going to appreciate over time like it's the most solid bet on the planet right
4: is it though it's, well,
1: it's pretty quite, solid
4: one of the most right yeah
1: yeah i mean of course it's it's there's nothing i mean anything could happen you know 2009 can happen again uh where people are upside down in their homes that that certainly could happen. But the way it looks right now uh, with, you know, this, this supply, like, uh, nah, I don't see how that happens. Like there aren't enough.
2: Yeah. I feel torn on this. I mean, the down payment is the biggest part because uh, a lot of times yeah. people's mortgage is going to be less than what they pay in rent, but mm-hmm. because they're paying rent and all your other things saving up. And, and if we're talking about property, always going up in value and, that's not necessarily a rule. It's just been a trend for a long time. Okay. Houses are going to continue to get more expensive. Um, this does seem to solve a problem that is that is a legitimate problem. So it's coming at it from a weird angle, I feel like. Uh, instead of, uh, I don't know, instead of making sure people have the ability to save, it's just like letting some company from San Francisco come in and reap the rewards right uh, so it feels it feels like a good idea just maybe implemented in a in a funny way I
4: also am just wondering if talking about these things in a silo sometimes gets me right where you're like or or what if? and I I hate to keep bringing up, what if we paid people a livable wage and they could end up Mm -hmm. saving money and affording to make the 20% down payment Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't end up having to give up a a quarter of their value later in life. Mm -hmm. Like that's a ton of money that you're, you know, people always talking about, right, like renting in that you're not actually putting money towards anything, and that's why you should buy a house. Well, if you're only getting seventy five percent, you know, of your value over the, that course, that just doesn't feel like it's really. It's still screwing over low income people who can't afford it yeah. in the end, you know.
1: So there are a couple of things I wanted to bring up to the conversation. One of them was the fact that we, like we talked about in the beginning, we're currently about you know, according to Spencer Cox, according to the governor in this uh, press conference that happened in Ogden in front of. A municipal building. There are only two thousand homes for sale in the state right now Ooh. on the market. The problem is supply. How does this help with the s- supply problem?
4: That is a great question.
1: <laughs> it doesn't, right? Mm. Uh, then another thing I wanted to point out. So in the article, um, Cox is quoted as saying, "This is just the beginning." He says, "Quote: we, This is just the beginning. We still have a long ways to go." The cool thing about Utah is we don't rely on government to solve all these problems. It is right there. We rely on our nonprofit sector. We rely on the private sector. I feel like that's a talking point. I feel like it's like, oh, you know, these guys are solving the problem. You know, we're just here to, it's like, what is the city actually doing? Because it seems like this is essentially a transaction between people who are working for the city, but not necessarily like, like the city has no party to this. Like, If people choose to take advantage of this quote unquote program, this initiative, you're, you're making a, a contract with a private entity out of San Francisco and the city is not really doing anything they, they're just letting you know about the fact that they exist so they're just doing a little bit of marketing like that's that's really it so I, I, I like, it's like okay the private sector is quote-unquote solving the problem but like like I said are they because they're helping me get more money but they're not helping increase the supply which would I mean James you're an you're, you're an economics guy if we increase the supply costs should come down right that's, yes. that's econ 101
2: yeah uh, in Utah, I, and, I mean, you're there, uh, mm-hmm. most of the good location land is developed, right? I mean, it's, you're yeah. all the way out to the lake at this point in mm-hmm. places that used to flood back in the seventies. It's like all built out, right? Um, in Utah, the only way to, to accommodate would be building up, right? And, uh, man, if we're talking about these cities, uh, I, you know, Ogden's probably a little bit okay with it, but some of the other cities in Davis mm-hmm. and Weber County, I can't imagine the people in their city uh, legislature wanting that to happen. There's a lot of nimbyism where they're like, increasing the supply would be good, but not here.
4: Not in yeah. my backyard. Yeah. If that devalues my house, then we can't do it.
2: Mm-hmm. When you say yeah. build so up,
0: I- or do you mean like like apartment complexes, that kind of stuff? That Yeah,
2: yeah density condos yeah, condos, yeah. Um, uh, every time we come to Salt Lake, there seems to be more and more of them, especially by the uh, the what are the tracks lines? Oh,
4: uh, yes, uh,
0: yes, down by,
2: in Sandy, they're building like these big units. Um,
4: in Farmington, they have
2: but yeah, uh, it would take tearing down neighborhoods in, in certain places that are really key, Shadow uh, Valley, yeah. To build dense housing. Um, and so if you were a city official where the people in your city don't really want you to do that, because they that brings all sorts of different problems. Uh traffic, pressures in the school system, pressures in the police, lower income people than typically would be no, living I knew there. It. Right? There it is all right,
0: is right all there. All paid you, right? Why you just lead? why why do you bury the lead for these Republicans, James? Like, come on
2: like all these are all these are real issues that they'd have to deal with um you would have to address infrastructure if you really built a whole lot denser uh in these neighborhoods and this seems like an easy thing for a politician to say like we found a solution here it is like and Mm -hmm. they don't even have to do anything yeah it's like people have been like this is a problem and the guys that are supposed to be making decisions to help them are going well, here's a solution yeah. that I don't even have to do anything with. Like, sign this off. Like, let's make it happen. I'm done. Everybody congratulate me. You great. <laughs> yeah. vote,
0: vote me in again yeah. so that I can yeah. find somebody to do my job.
4: We circumvented government, which yeah. is me. Uh, so thanks for making my job easy.
2: Although, can we indulge yeah. my cynical nature for like one second? Oh,
0: my God. Let's hear it. It's- if sure. this
2: if this get ready if to this, argue. yeah get ready. get ready yeah if this rolled out nationwide and the majority of homes had a 25% um 25% of them were owned by these big big corporate money entities um i would yeah, it's I private would just equity see right so this is affect.
1: massive private equity
2: yeah uh i'd just be interested to see how that would affect housing bubbles and housing crises in the future where like if a housing crisis happens now big players on wall street big finance firms like they actually gain It's good for them right uh and it's bad for people um if they had a stake in it mm. well i don't know maybe we're killing two birds with one stone here
3: they like, like, are like, not oh, letting
2: take part of the loss so uh getting those people to be in a situation where they're like no no, no. the housing market must keep rising and stay afloat
1: well, I wonder, James, because you, you made me think about a couple of things there, and uh, it seems like there are some competing interests here, right? Uh, the fact that supply is low and so a decision has to be made at a government level at, at the end of the day, whether that's at a municipal level with the city. City government is making a decision on you know how they're going to allow for certain kinds of buildings and where in terms of uh, zoning. But also beyond that, uh, the kinds of, like you said, investments that come with having a more densely populated city in the state, um, are city councils and city mayors intrepid enough to deal with it? Because I think at the trajectory that Utah is going, they're going to have to have those serious conversations eventually, right? If you live along the Wasatch Front, if you are on the city council along the Wasatch Front, if you are a mayor on the Wasatch Front, you are going to have to, grapple with these hard decisions at some time unless you're planning on leaving city government in the next two to four years right and just say i want to deal with it i'm going to be out but but, i mean if you're thinking long term for your city and if you're a leader you really should be because that's why you were elected to serve how are you grappling with this you know what i mean because eventually you're going to have to uh if you want especially you know Davis County, Weber County say that they want the Silicon Slopes to extend up into these places and even beyond. Right. We're talking about double tracking tracks now, investing in that kind of public infrastructure. We have a, a like a one point something billion no, dollar infrastructure two, it's bill. Two, it's, in, two. It's, two point,
0: it's two It's point.
1: It's two billion dollars yeah. in infrastructure bills sitting in front of the legislature right now, negotiating with the governor's office to make those kinds of investments like it's coming. And our city mayors and city councils going to be intrepid enough to answer that call. Or are they going to kick the can down the road with programs like this?
4: Ooh. Or misuse the funds. I mean, not misuse, but like use the funds for, you know, public private partnerships or other sources where they're actually just funding, funneling the money out rather Mm. than like actually doing investments that need to be done. Yeah.
1: Good takes. So I'd say, so, so for me overall, I don't like this program because I don't feel like it really gets to the root cause. I feel like it's a band-aid over the real issue, which is supply. And, uh, you know, if Mike Caldwell was serious about doing something about housing, of course, there are all these plans for increasing density in downtown Ogden. OK, those plans are out there. My big question is, who do those plans actually benefit? Like, we're going to see a serious gentrification of downtown Ogden in the next 10 to 15 years. It's, it's happening. happening. You know, bro. we've already seen it begun to yeah. happen. Yeah, it's already happening and it will it will be further accelerated by the plans like, you know, like make Ogden. And so what is the mayor's plan to mitigate that as much as possible for the folks that already live in those areas? Because, you know, once you get above Jefferson, you know, it starts to become very low income for folks until you get up to Harrison. You know, there's a section of East Central in Ogden. and Of course, East Central is not the only neighborhood in Ogden, but it is a key neighborhood in Ogden. Uh, what is the mayor's plan there? You know what I mean? Or does he even have one? Because you know we've heard that he's not running again in, in a few years. And so does he even care? But I don't know. But to me, my take on this program is that it's kind of a cop-out, sort of like you know Jessica said, where uh, this, I've come up with a solution as an elected official that I don't really have to do anything. People are making private contracts with a private equity firm out of San Francisco. And um, that's what it is. Because the other thing we haven't really talked about here is the value that, you know, comes from, you know, generational wealth is created through home ownership, right? Uh, This is why they call it the American dream. Mm -hmm. And 25% of that generational wealth is being sucked up by private entity firms now being taken out of the communities because of this deal that they're cutting in, you know, in the short term for a long term gain. Mm What impact does that have on low-income families? Because let's be honest, people that work for the city, people that work for the school district, those are not wealthy people. What impact does it have on them in the future? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Because uh, you're losing all that money. All that money's going to the yeah. Coast. They
0: didn't even think about that part. Uh
1: well, shit. Um, I,
4: my one, can I? So my one counterpoint to a cynical view it would be um, <clears throat> not having having more private equity. Firms with skin in the game. I thought that's what the banks were supposed to already have with the mortgages.
3: <laughs> so like, to,
4: assume, to assume that they that there was that they didn't have skin in the game before, I just feel like is a little bit uh, not not naive, but it's not is not Ooh. necessarily correct. And you know, again, I, I just talking about things more holistically. You know. Maybe that that maybe the solution isn't in this specific housing area, maybe it's in uh, Wall Street reform, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah, pulling different levers will help create different solutions uh, on opposite ends.
2: Yeah, if we're staying on this topic for us, like for, from what you said about the, you're only only 75% to 25%, uh, another thing that could help solve that, and I don't know if it's a, as big of a problem in Utah as it is mm-hmm. out here, is it, when houses go up for sale, they're oftentimes being bought as a second or third house and being used as uh, short-term rental properties like Airbnb. And mm-hmm. by doing that, you're reducing the total supply of available housing in the community. Mm-hmm. And it's also what you're saying, the American dream of building value by owning a house. It, it's restricting that for a large number of people. And if se- 75% is better than none. Um, there's a lot of stuff sure. in the housing um in american housing policy that that is broken
1: yeah well and jessica you made a good point too about the fact about the well you know banks are already kind of in this and um you know for them you know the the especially after 2008 and you know the financial crisis like the face of banking you know banking became far more consolidated after 2008 and so in some ways like you said you know there is skin in the game for some of these banks A lot of that value is also already being pulled out of the community because Wells Fargo, even though they've got a local branch in downtown Ogden, is not headquartered in downtown Ogden. It's not even headquartered in Salt Lake. So, you know, this is something that's already happening, really.
0: You know what, Kobe? You know what would help with the low supply is if contractors or businesses that are building homes, home builders (laughs) could just you know, get their own inspectors. Wouldn't that help, Kobe?
1: Man, Dan's segue game tonight,
0: guys. (laughs) Because that's a great segue into our next segment, bad fucking bills. How
4: about that? So we were just um, looking at this bill, which I thought was super interesting. It's uh, House Bill 98 um, by Representative Paul Ray Clinton, uh, which would address the local government building regulation amendments um so the sponsor of the bill says that it would allow home builders to go around city inspector the building departments are too slow in fulfilling inspections and issuing permits um under current law the city's i'm sorry sorry so there's a really good article actually in ksl on this um by we can post it in
1: the forum if, if the folks want to read it
4: yeah yeah it's super good so it's you know uh that's what we're pulling some a lot of the information from so um yeah under current law, you know, cities have three days to complete an inspection and 14 for the permit process. So this bill, uh, if it were passed, they uh, and, and local governments didn't meet the deadlines on this, then they can go. Then the home builders can now go around and hire an independent third party inspector. To finish the inspection, subsequent inspections.
3: Mm, yeah. so I feel
4: like I've got that right.
3: We, yeah. um. Yeah.
4: So there's i you know I think there are
2: uh, well I think a couple I mean if, if you're going to take something up and you're pushing it into law I mean the first question you have to ask is like what was the problem? Like what why is it why was this an issue? Yeah, what do you fix? Right? Um, yeah, if this is a problem, well what what was the problem? And um, I think the article does have a few things but it doesn't have solid numbers about how many delays there were for inspections if this is a problem they do have a they do have a, a retired inspector saying the workload is enough as it is like they're overwhelmed so maybe there's not enough inspectors again this is similar to the last thing where you're like this bill is coming up to solve this problem and it seems like a weird way to go about it instead of just uh fixing if you need more inspectors, you could hire more inspectors. But yeah, uh, the question I have is 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 why? Other than the guy bringing it up is
0: from Clinton City.
2: Is <laughs> yeah. potentially conflict of interest, right? right. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, damn it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah we we talked about this last week a little bit. We we brought up a little bit of this. Paul Ray, right? That's representative Paul Ray's bill.
4: Yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, he, and especially especially opponents do they are, he has a conflict of conflict of interest here because he is the CEO of uh, the Northern Wasatch Home Builders Association. So, you know, that's, that's a big deal. And I, the thing that strikes me the most is his statement that says, well, how he responded to that was, yeah, it's a conflict uh, that in in the fact that I work for the bu- in the building industry, I'm over the association, but at the same time we're a citizen legislature. We all have conflicts on bills, so don't worry about this one, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that, sorry, yeah. strike that last part because he <laughs> didn't. He didn't. I don't attribute that to him, but just the fact that he said we have, you know we all have conflicts on bills as though that's supposed to excuse members from from trying to be you know have a little bit more ethics here and realizing that oh this is a conflict of interest potentially I should recuse myself from working on these specific issues that directly impact my job you know it just feels like maybe not the best way to go about legislating
1: yeah, well, we've seen this, too, with um, Senator Kirk Cullimore. I don't know if you guys remember, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the fact that the Utah Apartment Association is a lobbying group that represents landlords in the state and that um, the the main law firm that deals with eviction cases in the state that prosecutes them is Kirk Cullimore and his father's law firm. And Cullimore ended up... Um, he ended up like running this bill where anyway he's trying to legislate this very thing that makes him money every single day and right. then uh, some legislation got passed and like essentially the law firm ignored it didn't even care and so "Well, you know we hadn't really heard about it it's like you have a guy who literally is in the legislature who voted for this stuff like how do you not do you know? You didn't know and yeah. so just it's it's like you said uh, a piece of having a citizen legislature where you're like oh okay I guess we're just going to legislate legislate the things that we work on because A I know a lot about them, but B like ethically like should we like you know I, it's like it's like the Jurassic Park thing you know we went so far as you know to thinking that we could we never stopped to ask if we should and yeah, you don't yeah. See that. All.
4: I I just can I just I get the argument that people have of like well I have expertise here so I'm able to talk about these issues in a way because I work on them sure. that's sure. that's fair to say but come on. I mean, there's some things that you need to have. If you're collaborating with other people, you need to have outside. You need to make sure that if you want to be serious, why that, that to me,
0: if he works like in that specific area, be a fucking advisor. Don't be the Congressman. You idiot. Like what, what? That's not okay. It's unethical. Like what, what are we doing? Why, why half over half of the state legislature they are in the real estate game they are in the real estate oh, game like what is that that's crazy wow that's it's so a large number representation ah, right? yeah it might not be half actually hold on <laughs> let me make sure it's
1: it's a it's a big and, number and, and you know in some way that- shape or form they're involved with you know home building or construction or real estate or something of this form right you know, whether you're on the legal side you know some way hook or crook you know folks are involved and it's significant number
4: Yeah. And again, I just, just more so like, okay, it's fine to be in that space, but you have to make sure that you're getting input from all aspects of that, of that sector, right? You have to make sure that you're the home builder. Like you need to, where, where are your citizen advocates? Where are your people who are actually buying and going through this process who could speak on, speak on this issue? You know, where are the outside parties who are also experts in this field who can have a discussion on this? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you're like more more collaboration, not just yeah. from you know you mm-hmm. and the group that's lobbying you. You know
4: how far that would go for somebody like this for the representative to say, I have been in touch with these advocate groups with X amount of people, and we've come together on this. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, your bill has a lot more legitimacy and it's getting a lot more inf- input from people instead of just being like, I'm I know about this from my one viewpoint therefore i know it all come on guys yeah just, i feel like that one number thing that I'll i gave, say by is the way
0: see- oh, i just want to say i feel like that number I, say- I gave was from uh katie matheson's tiktok but i could be i think i'm wrong on that number but it was very high number of people are also in the it's real estate a, game
1: it's a, it's a significant amount but I, I i think you know to your point jessica about you know that kind of collaboration that consensus building along a piece of legislation like this, we do kind of see things like that with really big landmark pieces of legislation in the state. So for example, like um, when they wanted to make a move to remove the earmark on income tax going all to education, right? So, but what what I find is when they try and build that, what they usually do is they kind of hold those partners at gunpoint in a way and say, listen, this is what we want. We need you to get on board with it. And so we will give an inch. But if you don't, like we're going to, you know, there's a tiny little carrot or a big fat stick, you know, and so like and we're going to use that stick against you unless you come along with us. Right. Because I've heard that same thing happened, for example, with um, so last, last uh, legislative session in 2020, we. We're expecting the state legislature to change proposition Four, which is the proposition that makes an independent commission to draw the lines of the state legislature and the congressional districts. Right. You know, that got voted for people. People agree that, you know, party politics, you know, politicians choosing their voters is not a good thing. And from what I heard from folks, you know, Republicans came to Democrats and said, listen, we want to pass this if we ram it down your throats. That's going to be a really bad look, and there's going to be another revolt. So we need you to get on board. But if you guys don't get on board with what we want to do, you're not passing anything else to the state legislature because the Democrats are in a super minority. So they're over a barrel on this one, right? It's like, do you stick to your guns and get nothing done and hope that the map comes through the way that is you know helpful to you and you can break that super minority? Uh, it's a huge gamble. Instead, they say, you know what? We're gonna take, you know, we're gonna take the deal. We're gonna continue to get stuff done for people because that's why we're here. And so it's just really difficult to even, even when there is some consensus building, you know, I I, it's kind of astroturfy. It's like, yeah, well, you know, there's a giant stick behind this too, and um, I feel like that's very much the Utah way.
0: Well, with that, uh, we're gonna take (laughs) uh, actually. I'm gonna take this little piece here, and. Uh, remind you to talk to your neighbors and your uh, it, if your representatives aren't listening to you, um, your neighbors need to know, and they should know why, and they should be reaching out to their representatives as much as you know we all should be. Give give uh, give give Paul Ray a call if he's in you know if you live in Clinton like me and Kobe, or or give Representative Lesser a call and uh, congratulate her on her new bill that she signed. Uh, mm-hmm. But r- right now. I'd actually, I I'd, I'd like to take this time to really talk to Representative Blake Moore. Oh, you
1: didn't have music for that? Well, I do, that? I, did, I do, I do, but it's it's
0: too loud, and you guys would be drowned out. So stop. I have to do some editing. Sorry, I got to do like two seconds of editing. Wait,
1: why didn't you play the ranchero? You didn't? You wouldn't want to go with that?
0: No, no ranchero for this. For, guys, for Blake, Blake Moore? I Blake, thought you were going to no.
4: do the. Ge- not. Price is right.
0: <laughs> Can I get yeah. on with the segment, please? Price?
4: Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. Sorry. Blake <laughs> you. Moore, you too could live in. Repre- er, in. fun to fuck. <laughs> you you too could live in Congressional District 1. We found this beautiful Rich County home. For you and your family to move in for only a hundred and eighty-nine thousand dollars. This wow, four-bedroom, really cheap, <laughs> yeah, deal Four-bedroom, yeah. two and a half bathroom, manufactured home, sitting in one and a half acre lot in the quaint city of Woodruff. Good-sized oh, living and kitchen dude. space. That's where they get you, right there. Yeah, Woodruff.
1: Woodruff, oh, just bro, like
0: We love Woodruff.
1: <laughs> if you middle listen. of nowhere.
0: Uh, this uh, kitchen space featuring breakfast bar, stone fireplace, and lots of storage. Also features two car garage, attached garage. Uh, and you can schedule your showing today. This was brought to you by can our I... friends at. What? What do you want? Let me finish this piece. I already have to. I already we... have to cut it up so much now.
4: Are we supposed to? Are we not supposed to be laughing at this? I don't want to. No. It's a...
0: Okay.
1: We totally should laugh at. No, you it.
0: can.
4: Hold. No, absolutely, you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely if yeah. it's making you laugh then you should laugh and that's funny because it's there's just going to be like a, a small little music track going over this it's the price is right or it's not the price is right, it's the um the lifestyles of the rich and famous <laughs> okay my good Charlie. my good Charlotte, no yeah. fuck God. i didn't know they sang that stupid song i tried to look them up on youtube like <laughs> the stupid lifestyles of the rich, and that's all that ever came up and i'm like Oh fucking hate. This is the this is Jessica's music all we over. We walked
2: like 2 weeks ago.
4: I, I bought that CD that with that song on it.
2: Shut up. Okay. I think you like okay. the Killers too. We're, we live in the same area that I they're from. The Killers? No, 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 the Killers from Charlotte. Vegas. Yeah, Good Charlotte's right. from here. Anyway, really? okay, anyway.
0: we'll, we'll stop. Okay. You can contact our friends at Fuck, what is it again?
1: The Elements of Real Estate. You're so bad.
0: Uh, Okay, Uh you can contact our friends at The Elements of Real Estate, and our friend, our sponsor, Ashley Wolfius. Thanks again for sponsoring the show. Uh, All right. So with that, I'd, I'd like to make some corrections. We are. We have. This is why I love the form so much because. We can get corrected and called out on. Not so much anymore because Shane's not on. We haven't been called out so much, but Katie Matheson shouts us out saying, Great show. One clarification. The governor does have to give final approval on the redistricting maps. Uh, one could argue over what that would look like in practice, but his appointee for chair of the redistricting commission, Rex Facer, actually seems like a good choice. So thank you, Katie, again, for your TikToks and for your contributions to the forum. We enjoy, I enjoy watching the cat in the background of your TikToks. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, I don't even pay attention to the rest of the thing. I just look at the cat and I'm just like, look at that cat. Always talking about humans. It's great. Uh, so let's, we didn't have any bill or we didn't have any bills. We didn't have any uh, polls in the forum this week. So we're just going to jump straight into whoop, pinkies up and thumbs down. My my th- pinkies up is going to Representative Elizabeth Waite. She proposed a bill uh, in the House that it was a congruent resolution regarding Native American mascots and equality in public schools. Uh, essentially what it did was it encouraged schools to retire Native American mascots and to provide Native American culture and history education. Now, I'm giving my pinkies up to Representative Waite, yeah. but also going to give my thumbs down to everyone in the House that didn't vote for this because it failed in the House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it failed oh. in the Utah State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big surprise. Crushing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch, bunch what? of bastards.
3: I know that's not our
0: that's not our official thumbs down, but whatever.
4: Oh I, hey, the think pinkies up. I yeah. that was our pinkies
0: yeah. up. Oh man, that was my pinkies up. So there you go. Nice. Kobe, go. uh yeah, go Jessica. Uh go J- James, you know what? James, give it a shot. This is your first Pinkies up thumbs down. Give it a shot. All right.
2: So for Pinkies Up, uh it is not local to Utah, but it could be inspiring to people of Utah. The state of Virginia. Uh, long-time red stronghold state, right? Um, mm-hmm. They Most of the roads or main roads in Northern Virginia are still named after Confederate leaders because that was a law that was in the state until like five years ago. <laughs> so the thing is, Virginia, is a slow, long process, but Virginia went purple, and now Virginia is solid blue. And so the new legislation came into Virginia um, this year, and has been moving very quick on changing all the things in Virginia that people didn't like, right? From banning styrofoam single-use containers in restaurants to decriminalizing and potentially legalizing marijuana by 2024. These things are all happening really quickly in a state that if you went back in time 15 years years ago, would have been outrageous to think that a Democrat would have any chance of winning a lot of these areas. The state legislature, governor, everything just dominated by progressives at this point. So it seemed slow if you were in it, but in, in a, it's a short term window, like 20 years, it's completely flipped to the other side. So good on the Virginia uh, voters, Virginia legislators, and then let's hope for places like Utah, things could change.
0: So it was a pinkies up to Virginia,
1: basically. Yes. Well, I think think this just demonstrates that like when you vote for politicians who actually care about what you're telling them and then they deliver for you in the state legislature, you get what you want instead of being apathetic about politics and not showing up. And then you get a Republican who's going to listen to their donors and you get nothing that you want for years and years and years because uh, what guns I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Did you have a thumbs down, James, or are we gonna go straight to Jessica? Are you Uh all positive? Yeah, love Uh it. Dig it, dig it. You got the beard. You got the glasses. It's all, it's all coming around. It's like a merry-go-round. Okay, go Jessica.
4: So uh, my pinkies up is to Johnson Johnson for developing a
3: vaccine,
4: and it's only one shot. Still. Fairly high rates. I believe it's like seventy three percent effective, uh, which is fine. Just fine by me. I'm gonna. I'm excited to get in line for that. Uh, That's C
1: minus. C minus yeah, is yeah, know, yeah. still passing. I've
4: been coming in a little bit late to the to the C's class. C's get exactly. degrees. Exactly. C's get degrees.
1: But C's don't get you into graduate school.
4: <laughs> oh, really? That is That's
0: why you never heard back from any school, Jessica. I know.
4: <laughs> um but yeah so it's really exciting hopefully we can all get out of this uh covid for the summertime slash october but um another pinkies up that is potentially pinkies up but also thumbs down but still pinkies up kind of sorry is (laughs) the (laughs) is uh, is the golden cow that is also the golden statue of donald
0: (laughs) (laughs) How how is that a pinkies up Cause it's just—it's funny. Cause it's
4: funny. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they spent all that money yeah, to make a goofy-looking, like little golden idol piece is just—it's just so laugh. Laugh, lest we cry.
0: Ah, uh, I see.
1: I, I need to like get that printed on a piece of paper, put in my office. Laugh, lest we cry. Get
0: it. Please. I feel like
1: that's life.
0: Jessica Martinez. Oh, 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 yeah, with a picture oh, of cheers. Jessica. All right, Kobe. Bring us home. So,
1: um, Yeah, so we talked a little bit about the state legislature a little bit earlier, and especially about the fact that in spite of state Democrats being in the super minority for the state legislature, they still get a lot done, folks. Like, they get a lot of good bills passed. And a lot of the bills, if you're paying attention, have an emphasis on, you know, folks who are lower income or minority populations or whoever, just kind of watching out for the folks that don't necessarily have a voice up on the Hill. And so I wanted to give my pinkies up this week to Democrats in the state legislature who are doing the work, doing everything that they possibly can to help. I mean, obviously they can't get everything done because they are in the super minority and they're just things that Republicans just won't budge on, but they get a lot done in spite of being in the super minority. So pinkies up to those folks because they work really hard to get, get, some semblance of progress for the state of Utah. Uh, but I, I want to echo Jessica's uh, CPAC comments as well. I want to go thumbs down to CPAC. There's a lot of funky stuff going on at CPAC. Guys. I haven't really watched a lot of the speeches. You know, it's a lot of red meat and rhetoric that just I completely disagree with. But I will say that I want to give the whole experience a thumbs down. And, you know, and there are just things that, you know, make me question. Like, I don't know if you all saw that the way the stage is shaped is very questionable. Uh, apparently, it's uh, the, the shape of the stage was uh, a symbol oh, was a used by the yeah. SS in World War II. The SS were like the worst Nazis, and it's like, is that an oversight? Did that happen on purpose? I don't know, but why is that even happening? And then, like, like Jessica said, the uh, the the golden Trump, you know, these guys are all Bible thumping Christians, and yet we've got literally a golden idol that we're rolling down the hallway of donald trump and if you were ever questioning whether it's a cult or not it's a cult so and it's just it's just like didn't didn't you guys read the book that you say you love so much because it says don't do that i don't know man cpac thumbs down to that whole experience i just don't think it's good for american american democracy at all that kind of read me is just not helpful at all and i'm trying to think of like what's what's the the left's equivalent to cpac I struggle to come up with an answer. I don't know. Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Coachella. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Coachella. Jesus. Oh, you gotta send
2: somebody out to register people to vote to those things. Coachella? Yeah, Burning both down. of them. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Party in the desert, baby.
4: Yeah. We'll bring all Party of them. Party in the desert,
0: baby. All you right. Just- well, good, good, uh good show today, everybody. Thank you. Well, I, we're gonna wrap this show up now and say uh and, and do some upcoming events. Uh reminder every Sunday in the Monarch, Indy Ogden holds their bizarre, Bizarre Biz actually stands for money or businesses, sorry. If you don't follow the pun. It goes from ten AM to three PM. I didn't follow the pun. I actually thought it was Biz the rapper. Anyway, uh Friday. A big part? Is Marquee. Yeah, that's what I, I honestly thought it was. I was like, oh, sweet. Some
3: oh, donuts. baby, you.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, none of that's there. Uh, It's just good. Local markets, local businesses selling stuff at the market. Head on down and, and support local, local businesses. Friday, March 5th. First, it'll be the first Friday art stroll in downtown Ogden. This is going on from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Lots of uh, new art districts, lots of new stuff going around Ogden. um, Things are starting to, people are starting to come out and, and do some stuff in the community. So if you can, if you're comfortable, if you've been vaccinated, get out and go do your thing. You can like us on Facebook. You can join the Facebook forum. That's where Katie Matheson Nina Morris. That's where the folks are going to be chatting, and you're going to get a lot of good input. A lot of uh, a lot of great conversation happens in the forum, so please like us on Facebook. Join the forum. Ask to join the forum, and uh, and feel free to to chat on that forum. Share your share the stories that you have uh, that you'd like to see potentially on the on the show as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Please uh, like, rate us. Uh, share our show, rate us, give us a five-star rating. Um, we appreciate that. It helps push the show up in standing so that people that are looking for local politics uh, podcasts, they'll they'll be more likely to see us. I'd like to thank Jessica and James for coming out again. Jessica and James, is there anything you guys would like to plug?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you say that, uh, we uh, if you guys thought we were cool people to listen to check us out because we will be starting our podcast under deep state media um just having fun to chat with one another and our focus will be on conservative memes and how we can laugh at them and crush them
2: it's a laughing and crushing combo yes that's the important part <laughs>
0: that's the important part yeah yeah with uh with that banter back and forth good stuff. You should be uh, looking for that here soon. It's our first episode. Minimum wage. What's up?
4: Coming out. Get excited.
2: Get excited. Nothing more. Get
0: hyped. Get hyped. Get 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 hyped. Uh, And like we say every week.
1: All politics is local.